Esther, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with best-selling author Monica James. We imagine a day in Paris and discuss the allure of villains, her friends George and Mitch, and what she loves about the beginning and end of her books. Hello, Monica. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, thank you, now that we've figured out our time differences. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. So tell it. So right now, it's Friday night. It is 8 my time. Yes. And what time is it for you? So it's Saturday, and it's at 11 a.m. So, oh. yes, it's it's good that we check the calendar because I don't know what time of the day it is lately. We are across <laughs> the world from each other. I know. Just a phone call away. Well, okay. So, this is we're airing this in May, but we're having this conversation the end of April. And I'm just wondering how you're doing in the thick of all this stuff with the coronavirus and. Uh. How has it affected your it's, world? It's, we've been fortunate in Australia. I mean, I don't think anyone is really fortunate in, in regards to um, what's going on at the moment, but um, we don't seem to have as many um, cases down here. I mean, any case is terrible, but compared to the US and Europe, um, mm-hmm. you know, where the numbers are absolutely devastating, we we seem to be um, not, not too bad, but... Um, it, it is difficult, you know, because I do like to travel quite a lot and I get a lot of my inspiration from traveling. So not being able to travel has been really difficult um, oh. for me writing-wise because I just kind of feel like stuck in a rut, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of wake up, do the same old, same old, do some chores, walk the dogs and then get into writing. So, um yeah, in, in that regard, it's been hard, create creative, t- creati- oh my goodness, I can't even speak. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, yes. Yeah. In regards to mojo-wise, it's been a little bit difficult, but I'm just blessed to be safe um, with my family or my family as well. Um, and I suppose we're all in the same boat. We just have to ride it out. I was wondering how different it is from your normal and if you're out and about a lot and traveling a lot that would be quite different yes it is it definitely is I was supposed to be um in March I'd scheduled to go to Paris and then from Paris I was going to fly to the U.S. and so that was really something um that I was looking forward to I was going to be um signing at the Paris book fair and then I had a, a couple of signings in the U.S. and so it was I was really looking forward to that I love meeting my readers and obviously my publishers so um yeah, it, it was it was hard because you do kind of plan. I'm a big planner, and so mm-hmm. I, I, I planned ahead. Um, so my schedule's a bit all over the place at the moment, which I'm a little bit OCD, and so that <laughs> does kind of make me um, a bit nervous when I look at my diary and there's all crosses through it, and I think, right. oh my god. Yes, yeah, so it it it's been difficult, I think, and I think a lot of people are struggling in their own in their own ways, you know. So mm-hmm. I mean. For me, traveling, it's minor compared to what's going on. But, yeah, for me, it's just been hard, I suppose, to get into how I would normally write because, yeah, I do draw a lot of inspiration from from traveling. So people that I meet, places that I visit, just different experiences that um, I'm fortunate enough to experience by traveling with my work. So, yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I know um, it's it's only short term, but, yeah, it is, it's hard to get used to. I don't know the day half the time. I don't know if it's a Thursday <laughs> or a Monday, you know. So. Me either. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's been very topsy-turvy. It sure has. 
So what would a day writing in Paris look like for you? Oh, Paris. <laughs> well, it was going to be a really quick trip. So I was actually supposed to fly to Florida, then from Florida fly to Paris. It was a bit crazy, but it ended up working out okay. So I probably would have been, you know, jet lagged quite a lot. So normally when I travel, I kind of sleep a couple of days and then I write at stupid hours, obviously, because of the time difference. Australia was so far away from everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would probably get a nice croissant, a nice coffee or a pastry of some sort. And I'd take my laptop with me and wherever I wanted to kind of sit and I would write. I'm just one of those writers where I like to draw inspiration from my environment. So I love writing in parks or coffee shops, mm. um, anywhere that, that really, for me, can kind of inspire what I'm writing and it doesn't necessarily have to inspire the scene that I'm writing it's just 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 the the stimuli itself is just giving me inspiration that's fun yeah but probably hard for you to get inspiration right now if I you're know stuck at home yes all I'm getting inspiration from is my yard at the moment just looking out over in my backyard with my dogs running everywhere but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> well let's talk about your duet so Bullseye came yeah. out in February. Sure did. And then the second is out May 7th. Yes. This intense, dark romance yes. full of twists and turns. <laughs> Can you tell us what inspired the story? Well, I actually wrote Bullseye probably the first chapter about three years ago. And I wrote the first chapter and I loved it. Um, but I didn't know where I wanted it to go. So that first chapter was written... Um, just I had this idea about this this guy and um, and then I, I wrote the chapter and then I was like, I don't know what, what I want him to do, which is unusual. So I, I put it aside and then I wrote quite a few other books in between and then I was going through all my um, drafts on my laptop and I found it and I thought, oh, my goodness, I've forgotten that I've written this this chapter. And then it just, I reread it and reworked it and added different characters and it just kind of, it, yeah, it, it, it just worked itself. So, yeah, I, I think it's just a book about, essentially, it's about love. So it's about the main character, Bullseye, Cody Bishop, who um, has been just released from prison. And he, yeah, he he's intent on revenge. I don't want to give too much away, but he's intent <laughs> on revenge. And I actually, someone asked me where I got the inspiration for Bullseye and I said, to me, it's kind of like the crow cross, like finding Nemo, you know, because he's looking, <laughs> he's, he's looking, <laughs> desperately searching for um, these individuals who changed his life. And so it is about him, um, yeah, finding redemption for what happened to him and his brother 14 years ago. So mm-hmm. I just found the concept very interesting. I like writing villains. I always find the villains a lot more interesting than the good guys. Even when I was a child, I used to love all the Disney the Disney villains. I used to, and I still do. <laughs> oh, I love that. So I um I find it really intriguing. I like the psyche of of writing a bad guy, but then having those redeeming qualities about them because you know at the end of the day, I think everyone has you know a good and a bad side, and so not not like Cody's bad side, but we mm-hmm. do have you know different <laughs> sides to us. So I really wanted to explore more his softer side as well which is what um blowback book two it it delves a lot deeper into his character and as well as lily's character also Mm, i'm excited to read those and i thought the cover for bullseye was perfect it it looked 
how you described him so well. Yes, Do you definitely. have any visual inspiration for Lily? Um, someone else asked me this. No, I don't, which is which is weird. I suppose when I wrote Bullseye, I, I kind of knew I wanted him to kind of look rugged and tattooed and pierced. But with her, I didn't want her to look sweet and, and innocent. I wanted her to, to be a bit of a, a badass. Mm-hmm. And so, no, someone else asked me and I thought, you know, I need to really do some research on that because I don't have any um, anyone that I really see her, any actress or model that I see her as being. But, no, I'll have to definitely get on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you working on anything new right now? Yes, I'm actually um so last year like I said I'm terrible with dates but <laughs> last year <laughs> I think around about uh, May I released a, a trilogy called um All the Pretty Things trilogy. And the first book's called Bad Saint um and so that was kind of my first step into dark romance, I suppose, um, where I published something that I was comfortable with. So like I mentioned, I'd um, written Bullseye three years ago, but at the time I was writing more contemporary romance. So I didn't really feel like it was a good fit for what I was writing. And then I wrote Bad Saint and that was my step into dark romance. And then I just unleashed a beast. So So now I'm actually writing on a spinoff to that series. So one of the characters in the book, again, he was supposed to be a villain and somehow I've, I've been able to make him a bit soft and cuddly. And so a lot of my readers have asked for his book, which I'm yeah, currently writing. So I'm about three quarters of the way through. So I'm really quite happy with how that's turning out. But yeah, it's very dark as well. So I'm doing that at the moment. And yeah, that's, and then I don't know, it might be two books, all depending on, on how I decide the ending goes, because I'm a bit of a, a mad writer. I change my chapters and ending about 10 times. So really? at the moment, yeah, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's going to pan out. So yeah. Hey everybody. It's Kelly host of boobies and newbies, part of the frolic podcast network. Every episode, I invite a romance reading newbie to read and review their very first romance novel alongside me, a self-proclaimed romance novel addict. We're talking everything from bisexual pegging to the deepest intricacies of relationships. We cover it all. Find and follow us on social media at Boobies Podcast and catch up on previous episodes on your favorite podcast streaming platform. And now let's get back to our interview. Have you found writing dark romance kind of freeing after writing contemporary romance or what? Yes. Yeah, definitely. For you. Um, Well, I I suppose, like I mentioned, I do. I like horror movies. I read a lot of horror um, novels. Um, like a child, you know, I, I, when I was a child, I liked to watch a lot of, um, like, I love Disney, but I love the villains in Disney. I was always really just, I don't know, I just found them so interesting because I do, I find the concept of how they became a villain most intriguing, like mm-hmm. that, the, the steps leading up to them being a villain. That's what I find interesting, their backstory. Why did they become, why did they choose that fear off that path when they could have chosen another? So, with my characters, I suppose um, the dark romances for me, they're dark, but I do try and make the characters redeeming. I don't want them to be really awful and, and mean. And I think that's the best kind of villain. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't like when they're abusive or you know, I don't. I, I want the characters to to kind of be mean for a reason. And in Bullseye's case, 
he's intent on revenge. So something awful was done to him and he and he's seeking, you know, retribution for that. So that's with the dark romances, I suppose, but I write, I find that just liberating as an author, but also I think as a reader, when they get that revenge and they that build up, it's just so satisfying, you yeah. know, or I think it is, yeah. It reminds me of The Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. That was so satisfying. That. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yep, so true. What's your favorite stage in the writing process? I, I love I love writing the the first chapter. For mm-hmm. me, I love the first chapter and then the rest of the book I hate until I write <laughs> the end. So the first chapter I'm like, yes, this is gonna be amazing. And then chapter two to maybe chapter, you know, fifteen, I'm like, oh my goodness, why is this so long? Just end it. And then the last chapter and probably the last paragraph, I'm just like, woo, so happy that it's done. <laughs> so I do I do love the first chapter. The first chapter for me is always so exciting because I love being able to put to paper all these ideas that are in my head. But then the process, because I'm a bit of a perfectionist and because I'm a crazy writer, which really is a conundrum because, you know, I, I don't have a structure. I know some author friends have, you know, like, they brainstorm and they have whiteboards and they're so organised and I just walk mm-hmm. in and I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to smash out a few thousand words and hope for the best. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I find that that in that sense um, I'm, yeah, a bit a bit crazy like that. But, yeah, when I write the end for me, that's the most satisfying part. So, yeah, and then obviously going back and rereading it, you know, there's a lot of tweaking. But once it's done, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm always so, so pleased with it. What do you do to celebrate a release date? Normally, um, I love gin, so I normally have a couple of gins. <laughs> what is that? Um, gin, gin and tonic. I normally have oh, a couple gin. of gin and tonic. I thought you said Junes. I was like, oh, oh, that's a cute little thing. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can make a that's fine. We can make a drink after that. A June. <laughs> For release day celebrations, so I'll make you one of those. <laughs> Yeah, so I normally have a couple of drinks, go out with my friends, you know, nothing really too exciting, I suppose. Like I've released probably 22 books, I think, wow. or written 22 books. So, yeah, I just, it's kind of, as you'd know, you're kind of, once you've done one book, you're onto the next, you know, mm-hmm. you're just constantly working. So I love, you know, I love cover reveals and I love release day. Uh, obviously you get to interact with readers and my readers are just so interactive. They're just wonderful. I'm so blessed to have them. So I love seeing all their posts and edits that they do. They're just so talented. So, yeah, there's nothing really exciting that I do, I suppose. I just kind of sit back and am amazed by it all because um, the effort that people go to is just amazing. Mm -hmm. The community is so great. We've got a really beautiful community of supportive authors and and also readers. So, yeah, it's just, yeah. Let's do a fast five. I will ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> What's on your nightstand? Always hand cream and a bottle of water. <laughs> concert you'll never forget. I don't know. That's a hard one. I've been to a lot of concerts. Mm, maybe New Kids on the Block. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went with my sister and I was really young, but I remember uh, that because I was just fabulous dance. <laughs> What did you have for dinner last night? I don't think I had dinner last night. I don't even know what day it is. No, I, <laughs> I think we had salmon. It was pretty boring. Mm. Last book you loved? I really loved Sick Fuck by Tilly Cole, and that's just been recently banned on um, Amazon. So oh. I just reread that recently. So I love that book. Yeah, I never read that one. 
Oh, it's really interesting. It's kind of like Alice in Wonderland theme, which I love Alice in Wonderland, but it's just, it's so cleverly written and it's just, it's so different, which I really, I love. I just love different stories. And mm-hmm. so that's definitely one of my favorites. Fill in the blank. Fear is? Mm. Fear is... I think, a a state within your mind. Random question. What are your thoughts on kangaroos? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they look cute and cuddly, but they're definitely pretty mean. So where I live, um, I live out kind of not in suburbia, a bit further out from Melbourne City. And so we have kangaroos out where I am. And um, last summer there was a kangaroo, which I named George, (laughs) and he used to come and visit. He used to eat grass out of our front yard because we had a really terrible drought and there was not a lot of greenery for the kangaroos to eat. So they'd come in a bit closer into the the neighbourhoods. So George would come every day and and eat um, (laughs) eat, eat grass (laughs) off my front lawn. And then I found George and he was down at the reserve and so my cat was was with George and then my neighbour sent me a letter and said, I, I saw your cat fighting George. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but he's fine. He's tough, my cat. So, yeah, the moral of the story is they look cute and cuddly, but they'll definitely put up a fight. So <laughs> oh. I love them. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. I've seen videos of them kicking and it's so shocking because they look I know. so cute. They look but... so passive and they look like they're yeah. just eating the grass. But George was a big boy. Um, but then, yeah, my neighbour, because I – George was renowned um, in our neighbourhood, and so I told my neighbour, "Oh, I you know named him George, and he had like a kind of funny tail, so he was quite distinguishable." And then she sent me a, a put a letter in my in my letterbox, and she said, "Oh my goodness, I saw Mitch, who's my cat, finding George," and I said, "Oh my god, but my cat was fine." <laughs> <laughs> Your cat but, yeah. is tough. He's very tough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Well, I think it's time for us to sing a song. Sing a song? <laughs> yes. This okay, is... what are we singing? <laughs> well, I was thinking She Will Be Loved. Okay, let's do it. Do you know that one? <laughs> well, um, I can just, I, I can pretend to know it. I okay. know Rue Five, but, <laughs> oh my God, this is going to be terrifying. <laughs> it should have been one of those shows. Damn, I can't. <laughs> okay. You ready? I'm good to roll. Okay. Beauty queen of all. <laughs> oh, we're doing it. Hey, there's no music in the background. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's do it. We're starting the uh, from the start. Let's go with the chorus. Okay. I don't mind spinning every day. Out on the corner in the pouring rain. Look for the girl with the broken smile. Ask her if she wants to stay a while and she will be loved and she will be loved. Okay, we should just stop now. <laughs> you sound beautiful. I feel like my, my cat's looking at me like, what's wrong with you, mum? <laughs> no, I love the way you belted it. Oh, look, I love a bit of Maroon 5. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, thank you so much for doing this. I know it was so oh. tricky with the time difference and everything, but I'm so oh, grateful. No. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. I'm proud of us for being here. We're so adulting. <laughs> Look at us adulting. We're just kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay healthy, and you I hope too. your book release is great. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 
Thanks so much for listening, you guys. I hope you're all staying safe and healthy out there. See you next time. Living in the Pages is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.